coming to you live from the basement of an abandoned house in the middle of a field. It's the Derek Izzy Show. Making history his story, Derek Izzy. Welcome to the Derek Izzy Show. You are listening to the December podcast of the Derek Izzy Show. This is a very special episode as we are straying from our typical historical topics. This show will be an inspirational podcast. Proof positive productivity, we are bringing you real-life stories that prove how productive positivity can be in everyday life and in your career. But before I get started into all of that, I've got a big thank you to all the listeners out there. I want to thank you for listening, and thank you for telling your friends and family about it. The more listeners we get, The more subscribers we get, the more reviews we get, the more we can reinvest into the show, bringing you bigger and better content every month. Some of the things that we're working on in the near future include some more scary episodes about serial killers, because for some reason you guys love that stuff. Those are always the highest rated episodes. So there will be more of those coming out, as well as some updates on previous episodes. As you know, over the course of time, things change, and there's updates to previous cases, or we've got new information that we'd like to bring to you. So that is what you will have to look forward to in the upcoming months. And remember, for every five-star review that we have on iTunes, you will be entered into a drawing each month to have your review read by Moses. I don't remember if I announced that on the previous podcast or if it was just an idea that I was tossing around with the staff of the Derek Izzy Show, but that is the idea that we are going with. So all you have to do is write a five-star review on iTunes about the Derek Izzy Show, and you will be entered into a drawing to have your review read by Moses live on the air. And as always, if you'd like to contact me, you can reach me directly at Derek at DerekIzzy.com. Thanks again for listening to the show and telling your friends about it. And now, the topic of today's podcast. I'm sure most of you know from personal experience that repetition seems to be what the human mind craves and what it thrives on. What I mean by that is, for example, from a young age, the best way to learn vocabulary words, the best way to learn your multiplication tables, is to memorize them. Repetition, one thing after the other. Some people use flashcards. Some people just read the items over and over again. Repetition, repetition, repetition. It's the key to learning and the key to retaining what you've learned. Repetition is also found in a lot of the popular music. Have you ever heard a song where it's got a beat or some kind of rhythm or a repetitive music line that just keeps playing through the entire song over and over and over. 
and then for some reason you find yourself hooked on it and you really don't know why. And then that song becomes a top 40 song or a number one song on the charts, the most downloaded song. And the song really doesn't make any sense. When you think about it, it may even be a downright stupid song, but it's got this repetitive music and rhythm to it that just gets you hooked on it, and now you've bought it on iTunes. You're listening to it in the car every day. You're listening to it on your phone, and you don't know why. Repetition. The mind is a very powerful tool, and harnessing the gifts of the mind are what allow some of us to have great success in careers and in life. Repetition can be a key to this. And here's what I mean. Take a goal in life and repeat that goal in your mind. The goal can be anything. It can be a financial gain. It can be a career move. It could be an object that you want to obtain, a person you'd like to meet. Well, maybe a person you'd like to meet might be a bad example for this. Don't want to get anyone in trouble for stalking or something like that, but let's take a car. A car is a desirable item that most people want. I'll even use myself as an example for this because this is something that I went through personally. I was looking for a certain type of sporty kind of car and me being the weird analytical person, I created a spreadsheet that contained a list of all the possible cars that had the qualities that I was looking for. I had a specific price range, a specific mileage range that I was willing to accept. I had a specific color and some specifics about the performance of the car. So what I did was I went online and I just spent a lot of time searching for every single car I could find that met those requirements. Then I put them all on a spreadsheet and I did searches to find out what dealers had those cars within 150 miles because I didn't want to drive more than 150 miles to pick up the car. In the course of my searching and in the journey to figure out exactly which car I wanted, I ended up spending a lot of time researching cars and finding models of cars that I really didn't know existed and learning a lot about the different kind of car options that were out there that I really hadn't thought of before. Meanwhile, I'm updating my spreadsheet. I'm looking at this once a week, twice a week, three times a week, four times a week, and it became somewhat of a ritual for me. Every Monday, I would get online and I would look, see if there were any cars within my area that met, that, met those requirements. Meanwhile, I didn't have the money for the car. Well, I, I didn't have the money for the down payment on the car. I wasn't going to buy the car outright. I needed to save up enough money to put down so that I could make the payments affordable. And that's what set my price range. But in order to get to that price range, I needed a big enough down payment. So as I'm going through looking at these different cars several times a week, it served as a constant reminder, hey, you don't need to spend the extra money going out to eat tonight. Take that extra money and put it towards that down payment. And this started to create a little bit of a habit. Well, the weekend's coming up. I'd like to go away for the weekend, but, you know, there's a racquetball tournament this weekend. Racquetball tournaments are expensive. I've got a hotel. I've got to pay gas money. I'm going to stay home this weekend, and I'm going to take that money that I would have spent on the tournament, and I'm going to put it towards that car down payment. And I just kept doing this week after week. After about six months, I had enough to make that car down payment. 
and I finally did it. I had enough for the car down payment, but I still hadn't found the right car. I started going to dealerships and asking around, and eventually I found a dealership that was so big that they had car dealerships in several different states. And sure enough, I was able to find the car that I wanted at one of their out-of-state dealerships. They were able to bring the car in, and I ended up getting the car that I wanted. All of this happened within an eight-month period of when I set the goal of getting that down payment for the car. But the reason why it happened was I stayed focused on it. I had a goal. I used repetition to remind myself, hey, here's your goal. This is what you're working towards. And looking at it every day, making an effort multiple times a week to research it and figure out other ways to save a little bit more money. And a couple different things happened. Not only was that constant reminder something that stuck in my head because I knew I had a goal that I wanted to reach and seeing it every day made me focus on reaching that goal, but it also created a habit. The habit that it created was me taking that money and instead of spending it, I was saving it in order to get that car. And then after I got the car, the focus of saving the money was still there, but I was able to use that money to now pay the car off quicker. So repetition being the base for all of this is what started it. Now repetition can work in a bad way too. For example, if you get into a habit of drinking too much or smoking too much or doing drugs, that repetition can become a constant bad influence in your life. So it can work both ways. But what I'm professing is that you take the technique of repetition and positive imagery, and use it to accomplish your goals. Now, that was my own personal experience. There's lots of other people that have been far more successful than I have that have used this technique and made it work in their lives. The car was just an example of what I used it for. I've also used this technique in other parts of my life, whether that was achieving the goal of a specific job that I wanted with a company that I wanted to work for, applying for jobs with this company every week, thinking about it, what made me qualified to do the job, what I would say during the interview, all this constant reminder until I finally got the job. I set a goal of being a national champion racquetball player. Now this goal took years and years to accomplish, but it was always something that I had a focus on and tried to figure out how to get there until eventually I got there. For those of you that have been listening to the show for a while, you already know about this, but for the new listeners, in 2015 and 2016, I was the 25 and over racquetball national champion. It's all about setting that goal and reminding yourself of that goal every day so that you think about it so much and focus on getting there. Some of the celebrities that have used this technique include Michael Dell. If you're not familiar with him, have you ever bought a Dell computer? There's a couple other celebrities that I'm going to go into here with a little bit more of the show as we get into their backgrounds. Will Smith was one of these celebrities. He set his goals, and then he just worked really, really hard to achieve them. Coming up, we'll have a clip where he explains kind of in detail about how that worked in his life. But this idea of imagining what you want And then reminding yourself every day that, hey, this is my goal. What have I done today to get to that goal? 
so that it stays fresh in your mind and you never lose focus. And there's also ways to work around and within it. For example, let's say your goal is to become a famous musician. You can lay that goal out and then work backwards to get to where you currently are. And what I mean by that is set that goal to be a famous musician and then work backwards. Choose a musician that you like that you would like to emulate their career. What state were they at before they got their big break? How did they get to that state? What state were they at right before that? How did they get there? What state were they at right before that? How did they get to that point? What you might find is that there was a lot of crap and a lot of horrible bad experiences that they went through to get there. And if you're willing to endure that, keeping that end goal in your mind, you can get there too. Now the odds of becoming a famous musician, they're very slim. It takes a lot of luck and a lot of hard work. And most famous musicians go through a lot of crap to get to where they are. And a lot of people aren't willing to go through that. A lot of people give up. And sometimes you realize that the end goal that you chose really isn't worth all the trouble to get there. And that's okay. It's okay to set a goal and then you start working towards it and you realize, well, wait a minute. This goal really wasn't, it's really not worth it to me. There's better things that I'm suited for and other things that I want more now. And that's good. You can set your goal for one of those things and then remind yourself every day that that's what you're working towards. And you will get there. Repetition and persistence will allow you to achieve anything in life. Here's a little story about a topic from today's podcast. A young child growing up in the 1970s, back when the TV shows were in black and white, and big screen TVs did not exist. Most households had one TV, but it was a small screen, and there weren't a lot of shows on television back then. So the few shows that did air had a wide audience. One of those shows was The Carol Burnett Show. And the topic of our podcast was only 10 years old watching that show. Our little 10-year-old created his own resume as he wanted to be a comedian on that show, and he sent it in to the show in the hopes that he would get discovered. While he wasn't discovered by that show, he was able to make his classmates laugh in school. He was very disruptive in class, and at one point, he had a teacher in school that made a negotiation with him. She said that if he wanted to entertain his classmates and be the class clown in school, he could do that after school, provided that he would stay quiet during class. The topic of our podcast agreed to that. So he had his chance to rehearse his comedy with his classmates, and the teacher got what she wanted, having the class clown silent during school. Coming from a very poor family, he was often caught in difficult situations. At one point, having an unemployed father, the family actually had a camper that they lived in. The camper was parked on the lawn of one of their relatives. The children in the family had to all take jobs in order to help provide for the family. The topic of our podcast, as a teenager, going to school, was working as a janitor after school. So he would go to school during the day and then become a janitor at night, working eight-hour shifts after school. At the age of 15, he got his first shot 
to try out as a stand-up comedian. The audience did not like him. But he did not give up. At the age of 16, he ended up dropping out of school. Still interested in becoming a comedian, he continued to try. Now, he had the support of his family while trying to make it as a stand-up comedian. He just didn't have the support of his audience. Eventually, his family was able to get back into stable work, and they were able to be financially stable again. This gave the topic of our podcast a second chance at his comedy career. He moved to Hollywood and started performing at the Comedy Store. Once this happened, he got a shot on The Tonight Show. As a stand-up comedian, his career was actually starting to make moves. He was starting to get a little bit more notice, started to get regular jobs, but he still wasn't a big success. There was something missing, something missing in his life that was keeping him from being a regular stand-up comedian and reinventing himself as a comedic star. Positive imagery was key to making this transformation. Also known as the Law of Attraction, here's what the topic of today's podcast did. He wrote a check for himself. Yes, he took out his own checkbook and he wrote a check to himself. And I'll let him explain exactly just how this went down. In his own words, from the Oprah Winfrey Show, here is famous comedian Jim Carrey in his own words. In life, everybody around you is a teacher for you. If you're in a bad relationship right now, you are a student of how to have a better relationship. If you're in a bad situation with your boss, that is a teaching situation for you to learn how to get yourself a better boss. Who would have thought in all of the years of The Oprah Show that Jim Carrey would be one of our greatest teachers? Obviously you, knew, obviously, you knew somewhere inside yourself that you were destined to be famous because I think it's a really a marvelous thing, that visualization thing you did. Do mm-hmm. you all read about this or hear this? That you used to go up on Mulholland Drive and park yeah, every night. and visualize seeing yourself as... Yeah, I would visualize... Uh, yeah, I would This visualize, is when you were broke and poor. You know, right, having mm-hmm. directors interested in me and people that I respected uh, um, saying, you know, I like your work or mm-hmm. whatever that is and... And uh, I would visualize things coming to me that I w- wanted or whatever. This and, was in uh, like 1987, 85? Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, didn't and you... I had nothing at that time. So it was like, it, but it just made me feel better. It made me, at that time, all it really was for me was kind of making me feel better. I would drive home and think, well, I do have these things. And they're out there. I just don't have a hold of them yet, but they're out there. Okay. And so you would get this from what? Self-help books or whatever? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah, self-help section. Self-help section. They've renamed it the Jim Carrey <laughs> Wing. <laughs> so didn't you write yourself a check? I heard yeah. that you did. Is that true? I wrote myself a check for $10 million for acting services rendered, and I gave myself uh, five years, or three years, maybe. And, uh, and uh, I dated it Thanksgiving 1995. And I put it in my wallet, and I kept it there, and it deteriorated and deteriorated and stuff. And, uh, and uh, But then... Just before Thanksgiving 1995, I found out that I was going to make $10 million on, I think it was 
Dumb and Dumber, maybe. Dumb and Dumber, yeah. yeah. So you visualize yourself like... Yeah, yeah. Visualization works if you work hard. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's, that's that the thing. You, you can't hard. just visualize yeah. and then, you know, go eat a sandwich. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. That was such a powerful moment for me because I was not a person who did visualization or thought about my belief system in uh, such a practical way. But I learned a lot from Jim Carrey on that show, and he is absolutely correct. If you can see it and believe it, it is a lot easier to achieve it. So thank you, Jim, for reminding us of that lesson. And it doesn't mean that for every person that writes the $10 million check that that's going to happen for you, because so many times people who um, do that process live in the space of wanting and resisting it instead of writing it, visualizing it, seeing it for yourself, and then letting it go. Letting it go, but moving in the direction of working toward it. So nothing happens at first. It's over the process of the time and the effort and the energy that you put into a thing that the energy comes out. So you can see from Jim Carrey himself, how he transformed his life by creating that goal, that that goal and setting that goal and working every day to achieve that goal and always keeping that constant reminder. He was an inspiration to Oprah Winfrey at the time. This was 1997 when the show aired. And there have been several celebrities to do this. Another one is Will Smith. This clip here is from a 2007 interview that Will Smith did on a talk show where you can hear him talk in his own words about how thinking positive and never giving up was key to his success. In his own words, here is Will Smith during his interview. And that you were on this path to becoming a legend yourself in this mm -hmm. business. So when I, mean, I see Will Smith saying, mm -hmm. I am legend, I'm thinking, mm -hmm. this, I mean, this is Will Smith, I am legend. <laughs> you, are, you, you are really becoming an iconic figure. Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you make of that? Um, it's what my grandmother told me I had to do, yeah. you know, um, I was sitting with, uh, to Tyrese, uh, a couple, couple weeks ago, um, you know, just coming off the transformers with him, just talking, mm -hmm. you know, just about the business and, and just trying to really just, he and I get on the same, uh, wavelength. So I could be of some assistance mm -hmm. if I can. And there, there, there's a concept that I don't want to be uh, an, an icon. Um, I want to be an idea. You know, I want to represent an idea. I want to represent possibilities. Um, I want to represent magic, right? That you're in a universe and two plus two equals four. Mm -hmm. Two plus two only equals four if you accept that two plus two equals four. Two plus two is going to be what I want it to be. Mm -hmm. You know, and there's a, there's a like there's a there's a, a redemptive power that making a choice has, you know, rather than feeling like you're at a effect to all the things that are happening. Make a choice. Like you just decide what it's going to be, who you're going to be, how you're going to do it. Just decide. And then from that point. 
the universe is going to get out your way. It's like it's water. It wants to it wants to move and go around yeah. stuff, you know. So for for me, I want to represent possibilities. I want to represent the idea that you really can make what you want. One of my favorite books is the the Alchemist, mm-hmm. uh, Paulo Coelho, and that's just I just believe that I, I believe that. I can create whatever I want to create. If I can put, put my head on it right, study it, learn the patterns, and, you know, I just, I, it's, it's hard to put into words, yeah. some real metaphysical, esoteric nonsense, but I feel very strongly that we are who we choose to be. First of all, it's not mumbo jumbo. It makes sense, mm-hmm. number one. Number two, I think sales of the alchemist just went up. Well, <laughs> <laughs> Whatever that book is, the sales, the sales, sales just went up on, on Amazon.com right about now. Um, that happens, I'm going to call you and say, Will, I wouldn't no, no, right. really went up. Um, no, it's great. No, the, the, it's a quick read, too. Yes. Yeah. Uh, if you can spell alchemist. <laughs> That's a good Scrabble word, alchemist. No, but yeah. the alchemist, because right, right, it's great. Like, what I, I, I consider myself an, an alchemist. An alchemist is basically a, a mystical chemist. Mm-hmm. Right. And one of the great feats that alchemists used to do is they would take lead, just take a chunk of lead and they could turn lead into gold. Right. So the that, symbolism. That sounds like a good hustle. All right. No. Right? Yeah. <laughs> when I leave here, give me some, give lead. Me some lead. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. You know, but I so connected to symbolically uh, being able to turn lead into gold. Mm-hmm. You know, my, my grandmother used to say you know, life give you a lemon, you go ahead and make lemonade. Absolutely. To me, that's that's alchemy. That's the that's yeah. the same concept behind the 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 alchemist. I'm with you on the alchemy part. Mm-hmm. Um the last question I think I have time to ask, maybe the last question, is whether or Man, not who you're, gonna make you leave? This your place. Well if if you say I gotta leave, I gotta leave. <laughs> that everybody can emulate. I, you know I have this question this discussion with, you know, friends of mine. Right. All the time. Um, the the only thing that that I can see, and you can never really look at yourself. Mm-hmm. The only thing that I see that is distinctly different about me is I'm not afraid to die on a treadmill. Right? I will run. You would not be outworked. I will not be, be out, outworked. Right. Period. Yeah. You know, you might have more talent than me. You might be smarter than me. You might be sexier than me. You might be all of those things. You got it on me in nine categories. But if we get on the treadmill together, <laughs> right, there's two things. You're getting off first yeah. or I'm going to die. It's really that simple, right? So let's go back to the question about what if people block me out. It's, it's going to be two options. Yeah. I'm going to get back in or I'm going to be dead. Yeah. Right. It's like you're not going to outwork me. It's it's a, it's a very it's such a simple, basic concept It's the the guy who is willing to hustle the most is going to be the guy that just gets that loose ball. You know, he, oh, he got the oh, he got the oh, OK, he got two. Oh, God, he hustled. He grabbed out when that was going to be out of bounds, but he saved it yeah. back in. It's like. The commodity that I see the majority of people who aren't getting the places they want or aren't 
achieving the things that, that they want in this business is strictly based on hustle. It's strictly based on being outworked. It's strictly based on missing crucial opportunities. I say all the time, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. ready with you. you know? That's why uh, he is fast becoming a legend, and whether he likes it or not, an icon and an idea. And that is why I will make a bold prediction here. I am legend. It's going to make some money this week. <laughs> <laughs> Domestically <laughs> and internationally. <laughs> I got it right now. Will Smith, good to see you, Thank man. you, man. Appreciate you. you. Love you much. I am legend starring Will Smith. Go check it out. I don't need, you don't need me to tell you that, though. That's <laughs> how- this law of attraction. Proof positive productivity. Keeping a constant reminder of what your goals are and getting out every day and doing something to put yourself closer to achieving that goal. That is really the key to succeeding in life. Your goals may change and your priorities may change, but staying focused on reaching every single goal, reminding yourself every day, is truly the key to getting there. This show has been brought to you by Blue Apron. Go to blueapron.com slash Izzy and get $30 off your first meal. It's always good to have a goal. One of those goals that's good to have is making dinner with your family. When you order Blue Apron, they send you the ingredients and you can make dinner with your family and it is high-level gourmet restaurant food. Not only will the food be good, but the recipes are easy to make Everything is pre-portioned for you. They can customize it for your dietary needs. And it's a good bonding experience for your family. If it's just you alone or if it's just you and the spouse, that's great too. The meals come in portions to feed two or four people. And if you're eating alone, well, now you got two meals. The calories are pretty low and the food is nutritious. Go to blueapron.com izzy. BlueApron.com slash I-Z-Z-I to get $30 off your first order, and it lets them know that you heard it here on The Derek Izzy Show. As a last-minute reminder, don't forget to review the show on iTunes and tell your friends and family about it, and tell them about that Blue Apron discount. I've gotten several emails from listeners to The Derek Izzy Show about just how wonderful Blue Apron is, including some customer experiences where Blue Apron is actually messed up, and then bent over backwards to fix it. They are a company that believes in serving the customer, and you can be served by Blue Apron by going to blueapron.com izzy, taking $30 off your first order. This has been The Derek Izzy Show. Good day.